Welcome back to Sciencing from Home, a podcast from the UIC Las Ganas program. I'm Veronica, program director of Las Ganas, and I'm using this podcast as a way to keep in touch with our students as we work from home during the COVID-19 pandemic. As scientists in training in our research fellowship, they have not only had to adjust to taking classes online, but had to leave their lab stations. They're all in different places on their journey, and today I catch up with Kimberly. Kimberly is a recent graduate of UIC and is back at home in Puerto Rico. I also want to mark this moment for those listening. We are releasing this episode in the midst of a national, if not global, conversation around race and state violence. At Las Ganas, we have facilitated conversations with our research fellows about how to bring our whole selves to our science. Often science is talked about in terms of objectivity. Las Ganas, in partnership with the Latino Cultural Center, complicate that notion. You might say we implode it. We discuss historical cases of racism in science, how science has been used to uphold racist notions such as intelligence. We discuss the way Puerto Rican women have been used as guinea pigs to test birth control pills, how Mexican-American women were targeted for sterilization in California. In our next round of dialogues, we will ensure that we uplift stories such as the Tuskegee experiments, where the U.S. government tested syphilis on black people in Tuskegee, Alabama. The scientists withheld treatment for syphilis because they wanted to see the end stage. And the experiment started in 1932 and lasted until 1972, despite a treatment being known by 1947. Black women have also been targets for state sterilization efforts. As we work to continue to highlight how science has been used against Latinx people and how our experiences as Latinx folk can and should be part of our science, we will ensure that we include stories of how science has harmed the Black community and how training Black and Brown scientists must be in a manner that teaches us how to do science in the name of our communities, not to our communities. We will also create ways to explore and address anti-Blackness in the Latinx community and how the larger can do better for our Black Latinx family members. Because Black lives matter, Black scientists matter, and there are Black Latinx scientists. Now, let's meet Kimberly. Um, hi, Kimberly. Thanks for joining me for Sciencing from Home. Uh, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and give us a quick overview of your research? Hi, Veronica. Um, thank you for having me today. Uh, my name is Kimberly Heath. I am a recent graduate from UIC. Um, I was part of the Las Ganas program as a research fellow. I did research in Dr. Joanna Burdett's lab focused on ovarian cancer. Um, I worked there for two and a half years. And uh, throughout the span of those two and a half years, my research uh, focused on ovarian cancer, but specifically on a transcription factor called PAX8. Um, transcription factors um, help control the transcription of DNA, basically to help replicate DNA. Um, and the PAX8 transcription factor specifically is needed for the development of specific tissues, such as reproductive tissues. Um, it helps close the vaginal um, opening. Um, 
And when absent, um, it causes infertility. Um, it is also a very important marker uh, for ovarian cancer. Pathologists have been using it for years. Um, and so my project specifically focused on studying Pax8 um, and how to target it to um, help understand ovarian cancer at the molecular level and find um, some kind of treatment. Um, in the lab, we use what are called natural products. Um, so we don't synthesize um, any type of drugs, uh, like artificially. Um, we obtain them from different plants, um, even fungi. Um, and so I work on the first year I worked on with Dr. Laura Hardy. She was a MD PhD student um, in the Burdette lab. Um, so in the Burdette lab, the, during the first year, I worked with um, Dr. Laura Hardy. She was an MD PhD um, student in the lab. And her work focused specifically on understanding the role of Paxate in ovarian cancer. And so what she found is, like I said, it's a a very important marker and it can be seen um, molecularly and also um, just like by staining you can see Paxate very clearly um, in tissues and so she uh, found a natural drug that um, targets Paxate and decreases its production essentially um, it's called thiostrectin um, it's uh, an antibiotic and she worked with that uh, for her PhD and once I joined the lab um, I helped with testing thiostreptin um, and visualizing if other proteins decrease their production and so I focus on PKC alpha it's a protein that is uh, its role is to help with proliferation and um, it, it helps basically cancer to thrive. Um, and so we found that uh, thiostreptin decreases um, the production of PKC-alpha um, through the decrease of Pax8. And so um, the second year working in the Bridgette lab, um, I worked on a syngeneic model. A syngeneic, um, what that means is that basically you take a tissue or cell sample from, let's say, a mice, uh, from, for a, from a mouse, and then you do whatever editing you're doing, whether it's um, turning that cell cancerous or just editing the genes, and then you um, basically inject another mouse with that tissue or cell. Um, so it, it, what it means is that essentially you use the same uh, species. And um, so we use this genetic model to develop a fallopian tube derived tumor model, which uh, is the first of its type. There have been previous models that um, derive from the ovaries but it was it has been found that ovarian cancer can also arise from the fallopian tubes and so we developed the this model um with uh specific um, mutations and um i helped with the testing of 
seeing if the immune system was uh, present in this model, meaning I searched for T cells and macrophages um, in the tissues. You're so comfortable talking about your work. Uh, and I know that you've presented your work at conferences and was wondering how, how you feel you've grown as a scientist during this experience. Oh, I think I've grown immensely as a scientist. Um, previously to working in the Burdett lab, um, I had had summer research experiences, but both of my summer experiences had been in computational biology. Um, I had never worked on what we call on the bench. I had never worked with cells. I had never worked with tissues. Um, and so working in the Burdett lab for two and a half years made me grow as a scientist at it, immeasurably. Like it's, I've just grown so much in these two and a half years that it's unbelievable to me because I never thought that I would actually even have this opportunity to work in what we call a wet lab. Um, and so, you know, I went from culturing cells to working with tissues to helping write, you know, um, uh, some of the papers to writing my own capstone um, for the honors college. Um, and I would have never had this experience um, if it wasn't for the fellowship. And it's just, I, I feel like I have actually finally had the experience to work uh, as a scientist in the way that I wanted to um, and in reproductive biology. Yeah, you're, the way you talk about the, your ladder of responsibility and your growth is just, I just love it because I know that when students who have had no experience in the lab start off, they can easily get discouraged by the slow pace that it takes to ramp oh, one's yeah. skills up before you really are hitting the lab. Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, now that you point that out, um, I remember during like the first couple of months, I felt, you know, oh, I'm just helping this PhD student because I, I wasn't creating um, any experiments. You know, I was just basically doing as I was told um, and, you know, learning about the processes. Um, and at the, at the time during those first about 10 months, I wasn't really culturing cells yet I was working uh, with proteins um, just you know running western blots um, when I was in the lab and of course it takes time for you to learn what techniques you're supposed to use what they're for um, to fully understand them and it wasn't really until the beginning of my second year in which I started doing things more on my own I was you know, they would let me cut tissues and I would do the stainings of those tissues. Um, and, you know, I knew exactly what they were for, but it, it took, it definitely took time um, to understand all that and for them to, to think, okay, we think that she can do this on her own. I don't, I don't think she needs any supervision. Um, so we're just gonna <laughs> basically throw her out there. Uh, and I, I definitely felt discouraged in the beginning when I was, you know, I felt I was just running some protein samples. I was like, oh, I have no idea how these were collected. 
Um, I know I'm just loading them in the wells and, you know, developing them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's great. And we should note that you came to us, um, you came to, you came to Las Ganas in the fellowship in light of um, Hurricane Maria. Yes. So you, you had to, your entry into UIC was traumatic um, to say the least. And I'm just really happy that we were able to offer you and provide you a community for you to grow and have this great experience. Thank you, Veronica. Honestly, um, I am so grateful with the Las Ganas team. I mean, if it weren't for you, for Dr. Alfonso, I probably wouldn't have had such a great experience doing research and just learning um, as being part of Las Ganas. I mean, um, including the class that we take, the workshop um, for special topics in biology. I mean, I feel like that was key in helping me thrive across these two and a half years um, within the fellowship and being so open to students coming to you guys when we have problems or when we need something from you and just the understanding of the entire team you know it's just it's been an amazing experience and um, it made the last two and a half years of my undergrad the best ones that I've had. I mean, I've done things that I never would have dreamed of. I mean, I, you guys took me to two conferences um, and, you know, I'm graduated in part thanks to the Las Gana Fellowship and it's just, it's been great. It's made the traumatic experience of, you know, um, transferring to UIC in the middle of winter, <laughs> leaving home, um, that much great. That's great to hear. Thank you. Um, yeah, you came to us in a traumatic fashion and you've left UIC in a traumatic fashion. Yeah. And <laughs> um, so how did you wrap up your, your research um, after we all had to leave campus or did you already have things wrapped up I I had them about halfway wrapped up (laughs) um my my final project was the honors college capstone project um which uh I, I basically was testing new drugs um that were targeting tax eight such as thiostreptin um because thiostreptin was great but highly toxic um very hard to deliver poorly soluble. And so we were just searching for other drugs to um, target Pax8 specifically. And I had spent uh, about the first uh, couple of months in 2020 and the last couple of months in 2019, just testing all those compounds. And so I eventually found um, around 15 uh, compounds out of the 200 that we had available in the lab. Um, that were decreasing Pax8 production. Um, And so then what we were going to follow up with was Western blotting to see if the protein production of Pax8 had decreased along with um, other proteins. Um, And then COVID came along and uh, I was only able to extract um, the 
uh, proteins that I was going to use, the protein um, fractions that I was going to use, but I never got to test uh, on the Western blot uh, whether my the proteins that I was looking at were decreasing or not. And so I basically just worked with what I had from the results of finding those drugs and um, creating, you know, the final project for graduating before I left um, that I could, you know, whatever I had was what I worked with. It was just basically quantitative data. There was no such thing as, you know, qualitative because I, I was not able to um, test it on any mice models, which was the end goal of the project. Um, and look at, you know, uh, tumor morphology after having targeted these tumors with these drugs that I had found, or even looking at um, the concentration of Paxate on the tumors or stuff like that. Um, and so it was cut short, but I was able to work with the data that I had had already collected. Um, and so it was, it was more of a quantitative research in the end. Um, what it turned out to be. Well, it looks like you, uh, sounds like you um, made the most of what you could in this moment, which is the most any of us can do. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, congratulations, you have graduated. Thank <laughs> <And>, you. <laughs> uh, you're home on the island. Um, what's next for you? Do you know what's... Whew, that question has been asked a lot during the last couple of days. <laughs> I'm sure but, it's a question everyone gets after they graduate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so at the moment, I'm really just waiting to hear back from post-bac um, programs. Um, but my uh, plan B at the moment is to work at the CDC. Uh, I'm in the process of applying to a temporary job at the CDC um, for about a year. And in the meantime, I'll be studying for the MCAT and for the GRE. My end goal is to enter an MD-PhD program. Um, and so for the next couple of months, I'll be studying for the MCAT and then for the GRE, um, taking the MCAT, taking the GRE, applying for schools. And through all that time, I will hopefully be working, um, whether it's at a post-bac position or in a, at the CDC. Um, in one of the positions that they have available at the moment. That all sounds like a great plan. And um, I think that it sounds like a great plan and I have a lot of uh, hope that it will work out for you. Um, um, and if I remember correctly, you also have some publications? I do, I do. Um, my first publication is um, from 2019. It was the first project I was working on, um, the one I mentioned about looking at PKC-alpha on Western blots, um, the data that I worked with was um, published along with Dr. Hardy's work um, for her, from her thesis. Um, and then I had two additional publications um, during this year that were from uh, some work that I had during summer of 2019. Um, in which I was, uh, we were looking at uh, more compounds targeting different types of cancers. Um, it was basically a, 
a side project within the lab that I was working on that had nothing to do with my main project. But um, I, I guess that also shows um, how I was able to grow in the lab that they basically hired me as a lab tech during that summer. Um, and I was just working uh, full time on uh, researching all these compounds that get sent into the lab to test on different types of cancer. And so out of out of that um, data, there were two publications that uh, were published recently, um, back in January and I believe February. Congratulations. That's thank awesome. You. That's going to look great on your applications. Yeah, thank um, you. Anyone who doesn't accept you, <laughs> get the snake eye, the side eye, everything. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Has COVID or the pandemic altered your plans at all in your goals or reinforced something that you've been striving for? I think a little bit um, in terms of my plan for the summer was to continue working in the Burdette lab. Um, I, I was planning to, once I graduated, just uh, work for Dr. Burdette for the summer and, um, you know, train uh, an incoming lab tech um, helping out with, you know, doing the same testings that I had been doing last summer. And uh, I, of course, was not able to do that. Labs are closed. Um, and I think that's about the only thing that really got, like, halted by the pandemic because otherwise, I mean, I, I had no other plans for the summer. Um, but I, I do think that it has affected in my future a little bit um, in terms of like, what am I gonna do now? Because postbacks are, you know, like pushing things back. Um, you know, I, I still haven't heard from some of them, which is the cause maybe because, you know, they're not in office and so they're not, they're, they can't have as much order as they wish they had um, being, working from home. And so uh, I, I think in part a little bit of my future has been yeah, affected, but um, I'm hoping that I still can figure out what the next steps are, regardless of the pandemic. Is there anything else you want to say about your work, your experience with the fellowship? Um, I, not personally, but um, I look forward to more students being part of the program um, this upcoming fall and seeing everyone's work. It was such a gratifying experience to be part of the fellowship that I just can't wait to see the next students that come in and feel the same way that I did or do about being part of the um, fellowship. And I mean, I just, I'm just so grateful because, you know, um, part of the fellowship is, of course, the stipend as a fellow, and that definitely helped me pay um, towards tuition, which was an eightfold difference from being here in Puerto Rico studying as an undergrad and studying at UIC. And it was, it just made it possible for me to finish my degree at UIC. <laughs> like, there was just no other way to do it um, if it were not for the fellowship. Yeah, I mean, yeah, th that's exactly why we have the paid fellowship. We want you to be working in a lab and not off campus. 
Um, <laughs> uh, again, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us today. And I wish you the best of luck in your future. Thank you. And thank you, Veronica, for having me today. It was such a pleasure to talk to you again. Um, I definitely miss all your faces and just seeing you guys on campus. Thanks again for joining me at Sciencing From Home. Thank you to Kimberly for sharing her story. A reminder, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at UIC Las Ganas and on Instagram at Las Ganas UIC. You can also find us at hsi.uic.edu, where we are still accepting applications for the fourth cohort of research fellows. Las Ganas is funded by the U.S. Department of Education through an HSI STEM Title III Part F grant. All opinions expressed in this podcast are reflective of the speaker, not our funder. Until next time, please keep washing your hands, stay inside, and take care. We hope to see you on campus soon. Peace.